you're a sports fan, you probably should have a subscription to The Athletic. If you're a Leafs fan and you read all the stuff from Myrtle and Jonas and everyone else, Shohei Otani news happens. You just type in Otani in The Athletic. Then you find my next guest who covers the Dodgers, Fabian Ardaya. Fabian, really appreciate. Thank you so much for joining the show today. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. The deferred money, how much higher? Let's start here because like, when people go, oh, $68 million, oh, that's crazy. But you always have to sort of put that in context. How much, of a high, how much higher of a percentage is his deferred money to, compared to what the deal is compared to, say, Mookie Betts or a Freddie Freeman? Yeah, I mean, I think it, sm- it smashes pretty much the record percentage deferrals by a large amount. He's deferring more money in this contract, $680 million than any contract has ever been given out to a player, period. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's deferring 97% of that salary just going forward. It's unprecedented and sort of uh, is positioning the Dodgers to try to make these next moves going forward. How much of an advantage, how much does this deal, like from uh, circumventing the CRT, uh, the competitive uh, revenue tax, or whatever the hell it is, I'm bad. When, once we start getting into taxes and stuff, my eyes start to roll over. But how much does this help the Dodgers financially in terms of the pursuit of improving their pitching staff? It definitely helps, but if you sort of look at it as like a the, how it was sort of broadcast was like the 10 years for 700 million, it definitely helps reduce that number, but it's still the largest tax uh, number in baseball history at 46 million a year. I mean, that smashes the previous record. Like it still is going to sit heavily on the Dodgers tax figure, but yeah, I mean, it helps the Dodgers in terms of cash flow. The fact that they only have to pay him 2 million this year, 2 million next year, before they even have to start funding some of these deferrals going forward, which helps them. uh, For example, with Yoshinobu Yamamoto, if they do pursue him, uh, and they do wind up signing him, that sort of allows them to still have cash flow to pay out, posting fees, stuff like that, before they even really have to start funding the deferrals. So, yeah, it helps a lot there. Uh, as it stands right now, rather than, rather than take the $70 million a year ta- uh, tax hit, it's $46 million. That sort of helps the Dodgers right now. As it stands, as, as of this moment, like they are currently under the luxury tax threshold. Uh, obviously, that's not going to stay. That's not going to stay the, no. the case. But like the fact that like, they were able to sign someone to a seven hundred million dollar contract, and they are still currently under the luxury tax threshold, it's pretty wild to think about. I just love the idea that that part of that sentence. Right now, the Dodgers with Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, and Shohei Otani are below the uh, luxury tax threshold. That is hilarious. Um, I don't know how much you know about the ownership, uh, the ownership of the Dodgers. I imagine at time the Guggenheim baseball management, whatever the hell it is, seems like this shadowy group. But how many other ownership groups would have been capable, or maybe I think most of them would have been capable, would have been willing to do a deal like this, where you have all, you know six hundred plus million dollars that you have to show baseball, the union, the CBA. Yeah, we have this money; it's right here for Shohei. We know of at least one other one, uh, which is the Giants. Uh, Farhan Saidi, speaking to reporters yesterday, sort of said, like, we pretty much offered the same thing that the Dodgers did. He just took the Dodgers' offer. Uh, and it sounds like this was something that Shohei Otani kind of pitched to every single team that was in the mix. So uh, this seems like a structure that obviously, if you're a conglomerate, have some sort of different vested in- interests like the Dodgers do with Guggenheim or investing and stuff, doing stuff like this is kind of what they do on a regular basis anyway. I think it made a lot of sense for what the Dodgers do, how they sort of approach business. Uh, it made a lot of sense uh, just for a lot of different reasons. If I am a middle-class baseball team, if I'm, say, 
the White Sox, St. Louis, Colorado, Minnesota, Seattle. I'm not the cheap teams that uh, don't spend any money and take uh, revenue sharing to improve my parking lot. I spend, maybe not a ton, but somewhere between 137 and $180 million. If you're one of the middle-class teams, how are you feeling uh, about the Shohei Otani deal? I think it's a tough thing to say. Cause, like, I don't know how many of those guys, even if he had taken, say it was like a $460 million deal over 10 years, which is basically like what the present value of the contract is. I don't know how many of those teams would have gone to that ballpark anyway for mm-hmm. Otani. So I don't know how much of the difference it makes for that level, that tier spender. I think Otani is just a really specific case. Yeah, which is uh, part of why it's so kind of, so difficult to wrap our minds around this. Like, it's going to be such a unique case. The fact that he's able to command such a contract, the fact that he wants to structure the contract this way, that he sort of wants to keep building around him and understands like the luxury tax implications. If it was just a straight uh, ten years, seventy seven hundred million dollar contract, like what that would do to tie up even the Dodgers going forward. So yeah, yeah I think it's a very unique circumstance. Yeah, it's important. It's important for me to remember that as well, that there's a lot of players with deferred money. And Otani, if we've spent the last couple of years talking about how unique he is, we shouldn't be shocked that the contract he got from the Dodgers would also be um, that unique. Uh, you tweeted out a little while ago, who are some of the other pitchers that, uh, that are meeting with the Dodgers right now? Yeah, I mean, they're in talks right now with, uh, with the uh, Toronto I'm not, not sorry, sorry about that. The Tampa Bay Rays on uh, Tyler Glass now. They have uh, at least somewhat of a framework reveal. Nothing is close. Nothing is imminent. Nothing is done yet. But they, they've been discussing a uh, trade uh, for Tyler Glass now for a little bit now, and it seems like that's intensified a little bit. And obviously they met with uh, Yoshinobu Yamamoto yesterday. Uh, Otani, Mookie Betts, and Freddie Freeman and Will Smith were all in attendance for that meeting at Dodger Stadium. Are the Dodgers close to becoming the hated team like Miami with when LeBron went there, or I think even more of a case, Golden State, who, you know, won 73 games, lost in the finals to LeBron um, and, and the Cavs, and then got Kevin Durant. And it started for, and again, it's a different sport. I understand that. But for a lot of sports fans, like, wait a minute. Of course you're going to win all the games. You just got all the players. If they go and get a Yamamoto, a, 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 you know, some of the pitchers from the Rays, uh, are the Dodgers in danger or in danger? Or in the other way, they'll, it's great for them. It feels to me they could become the most hated team in baseball. Yeah, I mean it's a thing where like this historically wasn't how they sort of built this. No, a lot of it was sort of like developing their own talent, retaining their own talent, which is part of why they ran such high pay- payrolls. With just obviously guys are going to run up high arbitration figures, stuff like that. Uh, trades. It's their most notable free agent signing really during this period has been Freddie Freeman, and that. Largely unique circumstance with the lockout, with uh, the Braves trading for Matt Olson, kind of changed his market. I mean, they traded for Mookie Betts and then extended him. So they haven't usually done this through free agency in this way. And obviously, Otani was always going to be a unique circumstance. But if they do this now and keep pushing, keep pushing for Yamamoto, keep making a trade for a glass now, yeah, I feel like this is as aggressive of an offseason as we've seen the Dodgers really have or any team in the history of baseball as well. Uh, Fabian, I really appreciate everyone listening. Read his work at The Athletic. I feel you're going to be busy for the next couple months. Yes, that's true. Absolutely. (laughs) Thanks so much for joining the show today. All right. Thanks for having me. Take care. That is Fabian Ardaya covering all things Dodgers and 
They're getting close. Dodgers are become the Golden State Warriors of baseball. Now we understand that it's it's a different sport. You know, the, what the star player can impact in baseball is different than basketball. Just ask the Anaheim Angels of Orange County, Los Angeles.